0: all right guys so i've got a special request to review some books um books of the apocrypha so i'm going to be doing that um during my 420 time so uh here we go (laughs) And apologies for all the noise I record outside inside of my car. We've got the people with the construction trucks across the street moving their cars all the time. And the neighbors mowing their lawns and watering the lawns before the sun goes down. And the other neighbors working on cars and me sitting out here. So if you hear tools and vehicles and other noises... um there's nothing I can do about that. Nothing I can do about the kids on the scooters or the weird neighbors that like to race their remote control. I guess they're like adult remote control cars that they raced on the hiking trail. I don't know what's going on around here. Um, but before the weed takes me on a complete tunnel, you know, distracted, you know, detour, let me, let me get to the point. So, today's um book review is going to be brought to you by this special vape cartridge so this one is called circles um circles sauce so it's a concentrate and it's considered sauce but it's actually a vape concentrate so it's weird um in a good way. It's it's pretty potent. Um and I'll also have a bit of that cannabis edible syrup kind of kicking in. Um probably within the next half hour to 45 minutes or so. So we'll see how this ride goes with trying to even explain anything if I can even remember what i read so i read this earlier this morning near 8 a.m before 8 a.m because it was before i started work um and it was this story from the apocrypha so those are um if you have a catholic bible the apocrypha is still kind of like upheld by the catholic church but i don't know if there are protestant churches that really look at it too much i mean I'd say it's, like, considered supplemental by some, by some churches, um, it's, like, oh, these are, like, books that, like, are related to the Bible, and then there's other books, like, the book of Enoch, and, um, I've seen some books at some friends' houses, some friends of mine had this, these books that were, like, I don't know, like, you know how Timothy has, like, first and second Timothy, and it was, like, third or fourth timothy or something it was like going like off into like these other books um but i i guess they exist too and somebody that you know there was a process in history with people deciding what was going to go in the actual bible and what was not going to stay um so there are different versions of bibles that people have not even to account for that some religions make their own bible um Like the Jehovah's Witness Bible is not the same as the Protestant Christian Bible. Um, And like I was saying, the Apocrypha isn't in every Bible, but you can get a Bible that has an Apocrypha in it. And there are churches that do um, actually like, you know, equally uphold the Apocrypha to the rest of the standard Bible. Um, Some denominations don't look at different stuff in the bible um some religions like you know so the the jewish bible is the old testament the torah is the first five books that's their main one and then they have the additional writings and the prophets um and then the christian church the protestant christian church specifically has the the new testament um jews don't have that um there's a there's a denomination of christianity called preterism um that they I mean, I wouldn't say they only follow the words of Jesus, but it's like they really uphold to like the literal quotations, like you know, the how some Bibles have their the Jesus Jesus' words were like written in red. Um and so some um, you know, that that church, the preter like whoever practices preterism, um they follow that. Um, I've come from an Adventist background. They follow the whole Bible, more so than a lot of um, other denominations, because they really do stick to some of the, some, not all, some of the Old Testament commandments. There's 613 commandments in the Old Testament. Um, And I would say most churches don't really follow those and there are some churches that follow some of them or most of them or more of them than others and there's some churches that even believe that you know the law when they say the law is done away with like that means like all those old testament commandments just do away with them um don't follow it um not not that you know stuff like not lying and cheating and stealing like that kind of stuff like but um you know just in general they're like you know so I'm getting more and more off-topic the closer I try to get on the topic. But, okay. So, I, I downloaded um, to read for free um, the Apocrypha from this app called... I don't even know the name of it. Oh, it's called Apocrypha App by Haven. Um, the icon... It kind of looks like the, the little tile is like a purple... With a lighter colored purple cross in it. And it has like a little dark purple little bookmark thing. Looking like it's sticking out of the bottom of a page. Um And it says APOC dot. Um, like I guess it's like an uh, abbreviation or something. And, it, and the app just comes out. It says Apocrypha. So this app. I'm not even going to review the whole app. But dude this app has so many typos. Um. But the thing I liked is that it had an audio function. So I actually listened to this book, Bell and the Dragon. I think I listened to it twice this morning, or at least once, and then reviewed it again. And there were some parts I wanted to go over. Um, So I took a little bit of notes. And if I even get to a point where I've explained this enough that I can even get to my notes, then I'll get into those. So there are topics I wanted to kind of discuss based on what what I read but I picked this book because it's short. Um, It was something I could start right away with. So I was like, I don't want to get into having to read like four or five days worth of Apocrypha and not be able to start recording. So let me, so I just wanted to start recording. Um, so the, this is the King James version, um, Apocrypha, Bell and the Dragon. And so, um, Forgive me if I am bad with the pronunciation of the words and the names and blah blah blah. Um, I mean, when you have Latin words and Greek words and Hebrew words, and you know, um, I don't know what you'd even consider Babylon like, I don't know, what was that like, Iraq or something like it's Middle Eastern, you know, there's a lot of cultures going on in here and then we try and go and translate it into English and on top of it I have this this bible that's like not even like properly you know edited um oh sorry um so the so Cyrus of Persia so let me see um yeah Persia that's that's in Iran right so, yeah, that's where this takes place. Modern-day Iran. So, I'm not going to read it word for word, but... <clears throat> in general, this app shows that this book, Bell and the Dragon, is one chapter long, 42 verses long. Um, so, it sets the stage in, in Iran... So this is back in the time when Habakkuk was still living. I don't know when that was, but I guess apparently Daniel and Habakkuk lived at the same time. um, And they were both prophets. So that's interesting to see Habakkuk coming into this story. Um, He has his own book in the traditional Bible, but I don't even know what that one's about, honestly. Um, I know Hosea... Habakkuk, I can't really think specifically what it was that he was doing. Uh, My Bible, my Bible knowledge is so rusty. It's like ridiculous. You wouldn't even think that I was raised reading the Bible like daily, multiple times in a day by force. So it's kind of wiped from my memory. But, um, all right. So starring in Bell and the Dragon, we have Daniel, um... And he's buddies with this king, um, I don't even know how to, how to pronounce it. A-S-T-Y-A-G-E-S, um, that's the king, Astyages, so we'll say Astyages, um, um, uh, So, I don't know. The first verse is even confusing. So, I mean, I read it already, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm stoned. I'm like, dude, I can't. Like, so the first verse is just like a, a sentence. And it says, and King Astyages was gathered to his fathers and Cyrus of Persia received his kingdom. So I don't even know who this is. I thought we were talking about King Astyages but then it says Cyrus of Persia received his kingdom. So who the heck was the king? I don't even know. <laughs> like, that's that's confusing to me because I thought Astyages was the king. Does, I don't even know. Does gather to his fathers mean that he died or left? I don't even know. Jeez, I don't even know what that means. But, anyways, this is my understanding of what this story is. So, Daniel is like some kind of role to a king. And if you remember Daniel, he's the guy who had a, a lion's den situation with um, his buddies Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Um, we all remember Daniel in the lion's den, and they tried to throw him in the fiery furnace with Nebuchadnezzar. I don't know the time period of this incident in comparison to the other one, but it sounds kind of similar. You know, Daniel being told to worship something, and he was like, no, and then he gets ending up throwing the lion's den again. But this one is different. There are different amount of lions. There are different kings involved. We're still in Babylon um, Daniel, man, like, so, I don't know how long he was in Babylon, so let me, let me continue, um, we're barely past one verse, and I can't even understand what's going on, but basically, I did actually go through this before, so I'm not looking at this with fresh eyes, I'm looking at it with stoned eyes, and so it's probably gonna make either more sense in some ways, or less sense in a lot of ways, I'm guessing, but please bear with me, um, so, basically, Daniel was buddies with this king, right? Whichever king it was, because I don't even know which one it is now. I'll have to get to a point where they say the actual name again. And um, it says, was honored above all his friends. Um, and so, I don't know if, if that means he was honored above all the king's friends or above his own friends. But either way, Daniel was popular, and he got the king's eye, and he was popular with the king, too. So, he wasn't, like a slave he wasn't a servant he wasn't some you know mason worker kind of guy like he you know he was a prophet and he was um friends with more than one king in his lifetime um and basically it explains that in Babylon there was this idol called Bel and there's another idol that they start talking about later on that's like a dragon but we'll get there (laughs) this is freaking confusing. Um oh yeah, and that just reminds me. Yeah, Daniel had had a role in writing the Book of Revelation. So that's why this sounds familiar is with Bell and with the dragon and with Babylon. Yes, this is sounding very Revelation. <laughs> is, that's what I was like the story sounds familiar. It's like a mix between Revelations and or parts of the Book of Revelations and um the story of Daniel and the lions den. So, um I really can't focus. So basically, it says that they had an idol called Bell, And um, basically, they had to go to this idol every day. And um, it says every day they had to offer up 12 great measures of fine flour and 40 sheep and six vessels of wine and so that's a lot i would say i don't know how many people are contributing to this bell idol but either way all that was given to bell every day and i'm thinking it's more than one person i'm thinking it's like a community of people um who had this idol in babylon because um, it was probably a widespread idol but this was the the idol that people worshiped all over and um Bell was the idol, and, uh, they gave it a lot of stuff, um, it says the king worshipped it, and, uh, daily, he he went daily to adore it, um, and Daniel didn't worship Bell, Daniel worshipped God, um, and basically, I saw, it sounds like Daniel and this king were good buddies, they're homies, um, and by the fourth verse, um, the buddy king is like yo daniel why don't you worship bell um and and daniel answers um he's not he says i may not worship idols um so he was basically saying you know that's a commandment that you know not to worship idols and he explains that specifically those idols can't be made with hands um and it says you know, he basically says that the living God, um, who created the heavens and earth has sovereign, sovereignty, sovereignty, all flesh, I can't speak properly, um, and then they kind of get into this b- debate about, like, you know, the king believing that Bell is, is a living God, and then, saying, Hey, Bell is a living God, look at how much it eats every day, you know, like and how much it drinks every day, right? Um and Daniel is kinda like smiling and he says um that the king was deceived because first of all, it was made with that Bell is made out of clay and has brass on the outside and it never ate or drank anything. Um and then, you know, the king was pissed off and he went to the priest for some sort of consultation saying um like basically giving them like an ultimatum either either you have to prove to me that um that either the priests have to prove that bell eats all this food and drinks all this stuff every day and like is alive that way or um Daniel has to prove to me or, or, you know, Daniel has to prove to me that it's, um, a lie. Um, and whoever is deceiving the, the king, basically, he was saying that, um, that Bell will devour them, um, and... whoever is is lying to the king basically is gonna die for blasphemy um uh like either daniel's gonna die for blasphemy against bell or they the priests are gonna lie gonna die for lying um and so it says so in verse 10 it talks about the priests of bell so i don't know how many three score and 10 is It's, it's six a score or is it twelve a score? I don't know. So, whatever number three score and ten is, um, and then they had wives and kids, so that shows that there were a lot of there were wives, there were kids, and there were three score and ten of the priests, and so there were families of priests families, right? And is and they said, um, basically, what the king did, he's he. Um uh, well, the priest said, mm, to to make the meat ready and the wine ready, and to shut the door so um that's what the priest told the king to do and to seal it <clears throat> with his own signet um I don't know if that's the same as, like, a signet ring, but I guess there was some sort of sealing process that they could use with the door um, that the king would have a signet, you know? Kind of like how they do with the, um you know, they put the wax on the letter and then they use the stamp as, like, a seal, right? There are a lot of cultures that use seals in the past or even now, but um <clears throat> it was, like, his official signet. That, like, if it's, if the seal is broken, then somebody's been in something, right? So it's, like, either a door or a, or a letter, you know, like, there's no way to, like, redo that, because then you have to have the actual stamp, um, so that would be proof if he was able to seal it. It's kind of interesting that they're going to these lengths, um, (laughs) okay, so... It says, basically, they're saying, okay, if you find tomorrow that Belle has not eaten all the food, then the priests are saying, then we'll die. Otherwise, um, that's proof that Daniel was speaking falsely against us. Like, basically saying that the priests are lying. That's what Daniel was saying. And um, and so, basically, the story behind Bell seeming alive is that um, the priests had made a, it's called a privy entrance, um, where they entered in continually and consumed those things. So the priests and their families, like their kids, their wives, everybody, those whole families were eating. And that's probably why it was so much that that had to be there every day. The worshipers would bring so many things. And then the priests and their families were eating them. And that's not an uncommon practice um you see this often in in practices right where it's like people eating uh, like priests eating the food from the community but it's usually not like shrouded in so much deceit like oh this is a real living god named bell and we're gonna put Food for it and then bell's gonna eat it oh wait no it's the priests and their and their kids um so it usually doesn't look like that um so basically what happens the king sets out the meat um for bell and all the things you know, like that they usually do and then um i don't understand this part where it says daniel had commanded his um servants to bring ashes um and basically, you know, the king put a signet on the door, shut, shut the door, put the signet, sealed it. Um, and night came, the priests came with their wives and their kids. <laughs> um, uh, and they basically did eat and drink up all. That's what it says. And drink here is spelled D R I N C K. <laughs> So, um, and did eat and drink up all. So, they had a feast. Um, meanwhile, the king is sleeping. And in the morning, be time, the heck, be time the king arose. So, basically, when the king woke up, um, and when Daniel woke up, (laughs) it's just worded so weird. I'm sorry. (laughs) Because this is making it sound like Daniel was, like, sleeping with the king. Um, (laughs) kind of i shouldn't laugh but verse 16 guys (laughs) in the morning be time the king arose and daniel with him um that's what it says not my words um so basically the king said um you know are the seals whole and they're like yeah um I like this line how it says, yeah, O king, they be whole. (laughs) And so basically, um, yeah. So basically the king didn't even look. He asked Daniel to look and then Daniel told him the truth. And then, um, and when the door was open, they saw that you know the food had been eaten from the table and everything. Um, and it says that he cried in a loud voice, "Great art thou, O Bell, and with thee is no deceit." So that's what what the king was saying. And then Daniel starts laughing. Um. um <clears throat> and he said to the king, don't go in, you know, um, now look at the pavement, um, and, like, pay attention, look at the pavement, look at the ground right here, king, like, there's footsteps, you know, and the king says, yeah, I see footsteps of, uh, of men, women, children, and it says the king was angry, and he took the priests and their wives, um, and showed him the doors and the you know and all that um, he came over to them and and basically he um this is it's just confusing sorry the the way it's worded it says in the king sorry twenty one it says and took the priests with their wives and children who shooed him the privy doors um, where they came in and consumed such things as were on the table. And then 22, it says, therefore, the king slew them and delivered Bell into Del- Daniel's power, who destroyed him and his temple. So Daniel basically was um, put in charge and um, those priests, and their kids and wives were killed, and Daniel destroyed the temple, so we're only halfway through the story here, you think it would be over, right, um, and it says randomly at 23, so Daniel destroys the temple and everything, now all of a sudden there is, it basically says at 23, we take a turn for the worst, you think, okay, Daniel proves, proves the point, Bell is fake, and he goes and, um, you know, destroys the temple destroys everything because um, now the king knows bell's fake and it says um in 23 here we go again and in that same place there was a great dragon um uh, which they of babylon worship so not only were they worshiping bell they were also worshiping this dragon um Again, very, very, very reminiscent of uh, the book of Revelations here, guys. Um, there's always dragons, there's always Babylon, um, there's always worshipping, all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and so basically, it says that they they basically... Um, there was a dragon that was there. I mean, like, that... Like, what? How... How do they, like, not even, like, mention this in the beginning? It's, like, all of a sudden, oh, there's Belle, all this stuff, there's this thing. Oh, look, there's a dragon. Um, to me, this is, like, okay, like, wow. Like, we'll get into the dragons later, guys. Like, I, I'm not even there yet. Like, this is just the whole thing. Um, so, and I'm taking some notes on that, so, yeah. Um... So, all right, bear with me. Sorry. So back to this uh, dragon. Um. And so the king says, you know, to Daniel, here we go again with this like debate. It's like he comes up to Daniel like where there's this dragon and he's like, hey, would you say that this was made with human hands? Um. He's like, no, he lives and he eats and he drinks. Um and so the king was saying, "Hey, this is a living god," and Daniel was saying, "Um, I will worship the Lord my God, for He is a living God." Um, and he asked the king to let him kind of go, um, so that he can kill the dragon. He's like, "I'm going to kill this dragon without using a sword or a staff." And the king said, "Yeah, sure, I'm going to go do it." And then it says he took Daniel took pitch and fat and hair and seed them together made lumps of them put them in the dragon's mouth and um the dragon it says burst in sunder Jeez! so he the he he killed the dragon <laughs> basically <laughs> like what the hell um and so um i don't know why this is so entertaining <laughs> this is like the coolest story um <laughs> it's really fun but um basically I, I, one thing that's kind of interesting is like he take like there's always like this kind of uh um what would you call it replicating story that's always happening in a lot of biblical stories that you see which is kind of funny and interesting like remember Noah took pitch um was it bitumen and pitch or what I can't remember um but pitch was involved with the ark noah's ark um and here we have daniel using pitch but it's something different i I don't know what the combination of pitch fat and hair does um but it killed the dragon um i want to say burst in sunder probably means it blew up in flames i don't know let me look that up i've never even freaking heard that term before burst in sunder so let's, let's, for those of you like me that don't know what that means, um, burst in sunder. Um, uh, crack or split into multiple fragments. Um, so it exploded. Um, and now we're quoting again from this book, so basically it exploded. He blew up the dragon, basically <laughs> um so Daniel blew up the dragon. <laughs> this isn't like a story that I'm so familiar with, so I apologize. um, I'm not familiar with this at all, actually. um so basically it says that. Um, when they heard, basically when, when the, when the people of that nation, uh, the people in Babylon heard about what was going on with the king, um, saying that the king is becoming a Jew, like he's converting, um, that, um, Bel was destroyed, that the dragon was destroyed and the priests were put to death, um, um they basically went to the king, and they said, you know, we want Daniel, give us Daniel, you know, he's, he's wreaking havoc, like, we want to, you know how it is, like, there were always mobs of people that were demanding that someone be handed over to, like, the mob, and it's like, the king, hey, buddy, I'm your best friend, let me, like, hand you over to the, to the mob that's gonna kill you, um, so, they asked for Daniel, and, Um, or else they were going to destroy the king's house and destroy the king. And then the king was like feeling pressured. So he was like, fine, here's Daniel. Um, and then they took Daniel, they cast him into the lion's den. Um, it says he was there six days. Um, and there were seven lions. So there are these numbers, six days, seven lions. We'll come back to that. Um, it says they were usually fed, but basically they didn't feed them. Um, so that the lions would be more likely to eat Daniel. Dude, seven lions. He was in there with seven lions. And that's an interesting thing. Cause I think that's the name of a, like a DJ or something. <laughs> um, but it says, So there was a Jewish segment of this region where Habakkuk was, um, and he made what's called pottage. So he made some kind of, um, boiled stew or porridge type dish and, um, broken bread in a bowl. I don't even know what that would be, but I'm thinking it's something similar to like a porridge with like crackers. I don't know. Um... Pottage was like a lot of different things, but basically it was just cooked food, um, and basically it says that the angel of the Lord told Habakkuk, who's over here with the Jewish places, and he's gonna he's about to feed. Um, feed the people who are reaping the field, so basically he had property, Habakkuk has property, and he has people working his property, um, that are out in the field, and he was gonna feed these people, um, so I don't know how much food that was, but it was probably, I mean, if you're reaping on a farm, it's probably a lot, um, if you have to have workers to do it, it's probably not a small plot of land, unless you're really just kind of lazy, but I mean, he's clearly making, enough to live off of there um so Habakkuk's over there doing well for himself in his Jewish land and and basically um he says you know the Lord comes to him talking about you know take that food over to Daniel in the lion's den he's in there with with um with some lions over in Babylon and Habakkuk's like, um, I've never seen Babylon. I don't know where the lion's den is. So it's like, (laughs) poor guy. Um, and then basically it says, this is an interesting part too. It says, um, in 36, um, then the angel of the Lord took him by the crown. Um, I don't know if he was literally wearing a crown or by the, oh, it says, um, and bare him by the, by the hair of his head and through the vehemency of his spirit, set him in Babylon over the den. And so basically, he threw Habakkuk into Babylon, where Daniel was at. Um, it says, "Oh Daniel, Daniel, take the dinner which God hath sent thee. So the food that was going to be for Habakkuk's workers Went to Daniel instead. I don't know how much food this is. I'm going to guess. It's a lot of food. Because he was feeding hungry workers dinner. Multiple hungry workers. And he was taking this food to Daniel. So. And. You know they give praise to God. And. It says he ate. Daniel ate and the angel of the lord put habakkuk back in his own place again immediately so there was some some transportation situations going on here and um it says the seventh day there's that number again um so he was in there 6 days and the seventh day um the king went to went to grieve daniel cuz they're assuming, dude, he's been in there with seven lines for seven days, for six days, um, he's dead, um, and he says, he went in there, he looked in there, and behold, Daniel's sitting, and, um, says in 41, we're almost done here, then the king, then cried the king with a loud voice, saying, great art lord, god of Daniel, um, And they're saying there's no, there's no other God besides that God. And, um, he drew him out and cast those that were the cause of his destruction into the den. So whoever threw him into the den, they got thrown into the den. And then at that moment they were devoured before his face. So that's my, that's the overview of this story. So because this is so long, I'm going to make this two parts. So this first part is just going to be the um, overview and explanation, just kind of generally the story. And now um, the second part, I'll take it into more explanations of what it actually, um, what's coming to my mind. I don't know what this is really about, but I can put a spin on it. That There are a lot of uh, symbols popping out at me um from this story um so i'm 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 excited to jump into that and we'll see where my stone mind takes it